Shalom and welcome to the Jewish Disability Services Together We Make an Impact podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Rose. And the goal of this podcast is to expose and explore real issues facing the disabled community. Today, we are looking to make an impact by having a conversation with representatives from three local companies that are working to support the older adults in our community in different capacities. One of the reasons that we're holding this episode is the holidays have just passed and maybe you had a chance to see that older family member and you notice that their needs have changed, but you don't really know how to help them. We're hoping that this episode will give you some resources and some direction as you make those choices to support them in this next chapter of their lives. And we're really excited. Adam, I'm going to pass it off to you. Sounds great, Rose. Thanks. So we wanted to start today by um, talking with one of our guests, Robin Kaplan, who serves as the Executive Director of Older Adults for the Jewish Federation of Southern New Jersey. Robin, if you could just tell us a little bit about the services provided by Olive Home Care and the role you have in the Federation system, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about that. Thank you, Adam. I have been the Director of Olive Home Care for the past almost 10 years, and Care is a department of the Jewish Federation of Southern New Jersey and has provided personal care, companion care, transportation, transitional care, nursing, and enables adults, older adults in particular, to stay at home, age in place with dignity. And it depends on what you call home because it can be anywhere. It can be an older, a senior community. It can be a your actual home. It could be your kid's home. Wherever someone calls home is where we're happy to bring our certified home health aides in to take care of an individual. And Olive has evolved and grown so much over the past 10 years. As we all know, the old older adult population is definitely growing. Uh, the numbers are growing by the amount of people uh, as far as how long they're living. And people are definitely living a lot longer than they did 50, 60 years ago. So we have the great pleasure of taking care of the older adults. And I believe the older adults have paved the way for us. So it is our turn now to make them have a wonderful uh, end of life. And even so during the, the course of life of when they're, they're transitioning from independence to not being quite as independent, giving them the opportunity to, to get out, do things, have do their activities, see their family and friends. In addition to Olive Home Care, over the past few years, we created the Olive Adult Day Center, and that is has grown as well. And it's a beautiful facility where we have older adults, some that are just there for socialization. We're really big into combating isolation and loneliness. And then there's others that are there in a separate uh, category that have some cognitive impairment or disability. And we're so happy to be able to have the opportunity to, to provide programs and services in a day center or a social club setting, depending upon where the individual should fall. Um, and then more recently, we've also created the Older Adult Resource Connection Program, which is an opportunity for individuals, whether the older adult or their family member, to contact this particular phone number through Jewish Federation in conjunction with Samaritan Hospice. And what we do is we have somebody that will answer the call. And when somebody has a, a question or needs to know about a service or needs a referral, our individual on the other end, our coordinator, will absolutely provide those, those numbers and those contacts. And then we follow up because we know that the seniors and older adults should absolutely never have to call multiple numbers. They need to get Source, the resource right away. And so our goal is to make sure that they are given those resources and we will have resources throughout the community. And sometimes they call and say, I need to look for community, but in reality, 
They don't just need a senior community. They need social workers. They need support services and they need um, social activities. So we're really there as a um, care plan for them. And we're just very fortunate. I am very fortunate to work for the Jewish Federation, which has Jewish Family and Children's Services, the JCC, Jewish Senior Housing. We're all together working to make and enhance the lives of older adults better. So I feel very, very lucky to be able to work doing my passion and working with such passionate individuals. Robin, thank you for all that. I mean, our community is better because you're a part of it and providing, you know, your energy and love to a space that is so very much needed. And I want to make sure our, our listeners know that we'll provide all of the information for the resource connection line in our show notes. So it'll be easily accessible. Uh, Robin, I do want to ask you one more question. You shared such phenomenal resources and services that you're providing, but I was wondering if you might be able to share with our listeners maybe some features about Olive Home Care that make it unique um, and, and special, because it's certainly been a groundbreaking um, you know, program and you know, mission that you have aligned with. Olive Home Care provides care at the one hour to 24 hours and live-in care. So first and foremost, one hour of care is is uncommon with home care. And we chose to do that because we realized that sometimes an older adult just needs help taking a shower. And we feel that that's so important and, it, and for their dignity, for respect, and, and to make them feel good. It's all about how they feel. The other um, aspect of Olive is that we do not have an answering service. Our office team are the ones who answer the calls. After hours, weekends, you name it, we answer. And we're very much involved with the families as well as we are with the clients. So home care is to take care of the clients, obviously, the older adult. But home care encompasses a lot more than just taking care of an older adult. It's taking care of the family, ensuring that they are they have peace of mind and know that whatever services that we're providing, they're comfortable with. We also allow our clients to change their hours. If, if one week they need 24 hours and another week they need 10 hours, we want to make sure that it's customized to them. We provide trans transitional care, which is also a specialized nurse program, where we will bring a nurse into a home to do med box fills, check-ins, whatever the family wants. I always say it's very hard for me to say no to something. So if I am asked to do or help with something, we will find a way. And if I can't find that way within Olive Home Care, we will find it within our organization. It's very important to, to note also that Olive Home Care has taken does take care of people that are not necessarily older adults, people who've had surgeries um, and just need that short-term care. And there's also older adults and, and adults in general with disabilities that need a little bit more um, assistance, but live independently. So we also can help and assist with that. So we don't limit our services to um, one category. We want to be able to be a resource for everybody. Awesome. Thank you, Robin. Um, that's really exciting. And I'm already thinking of some people that I might pass your info along to. Um, so moving on, I'm very excited to have Rebecca from Jukebox Health here. Um, Rebecca is also an occupational therapist, and she specializes in home modifications, which are really, really cool. But Rebecca's the expert. So I'm going to let her take the lead. Uh, Rebecca, can you tell our our listeners a little bit about what home modifications are and how they might be able to help them? Sure. Um, home modification is, you know, the large umbrella term. When we think of home modification, sometimes people might get a little scared if they hear home modification. They think we're going to come in and change their whole home. Um, and sometimes 
you know, that is necessary for someone to live, you know, accessibly and independently. Um, but home modifications can range from everything from adding a bed rail so that someone can help themselves to get out of bed, you know, either with more support or more independently to some of the larger things like ramps, um, stair lifts, some of the common ones you think of to everything from, um, automatic sensor lighting, which is such a simple and inexpensive home modification, but basically anything to help someone to live more independently, safer at home, something to modify the environment to help kind of like Robin was saying to help that individual. Um, you know, we're talking about older adults, but whether it's, you know, a child, um, uh, an adult that has a disability, um, but maybe isn't that older adult yet. Anyone that really wants to stay in their home more safely, more independently, less of a care bur- caregiver burden um, to try to help them to just stay where they are more happily. I love that. Um, something that I'm thinking about with a lot of my patients is grab bars. You know, they try to stick them in the wall. They're not appropriately in the right place. Um, But your company actually has a really unique design to help make sure that everything that's done is structurally sound. Can you speak to a little bit about that? Because I think this is one of the most groundbreaking things about Jukebox. Yeah. And I'll just give a little high, um, high level overview of what Jukebox does. Um, A lot of people think, you know, I'm saying Juicebox or they hear like healthcare company. They're not sure what it is. Um, Just in general, Jukebox Health is, uh, like you said, it's a full spectrum home modification company. But the problem is a lot of times, um, you know, I worked in a hospital for a long time. I know you working in home care, which is, you know, obviously how we know each other. Um, I think, you know, as OTs and PTs and nurses and social workers, we all want to do the best for our patients and our clients and help them to live safer. But we don't always know where to put the grab bar, like you're saying, or what type of grab bar, or if it's someone with low vision, they might need a different grab bar than someone that has arthritis. Um, And so what our company does a really good job of is that we have the occupational therapists that go out and do the home safety modification, um, home modification assessment, um, either in person or virtually. And then we are able to help to choose the correct products and get the products for them and then have someone install them correctly, which is what you're saying. I have so many times gone into homes where someone spent thousands of dollars to redo their home because of their diagnosis, but whoever helped them didn't realize where their diagnosis was going. And they were using a walker and now in a wheelchair. So they had to redo all of the modifications or someone had someone put in a grab bar, but it was the wrong orientation, or it was too far away so that person in a wheelchair couldn't even actually get to the grab bar. So what we're trying to do is make it, you know, one-stop shop, the OT, the products, the installers, and make sure it's done right with that one client in mind. Not, you know, one size fits all, grab bar here, this is ADA, really tailoring it to the individual and working within their budget and their needs to make sure it works for them and not for everyone. I love it. Uh, I just want to say that I use the Jukebox website, Jukebox website with many of my patients. Um, So whether you're a listener looking for yourself or a loved one or another clinician, I definitely recommend checking it out and seeing what products they have. They're even organized by room of the house 
which I think is a really cool feature. Okay, great. We're going to circle back to you in a little bit when we get to some case studies, okay? Thank you so much. Sounds great. Yep. All right. Our next guest, I'm very excited to have Glenn here because Glenn and I work for the same company, which is very exciting. Um, So as I mentioned, I'm an OT, but Glenn is on the PT side and he has been with the company much longer and has a lot of great leadership experience. So I want to kind of turn the conversation over to you and hear from your end a little bit about the services that Fox provides and what it means when we say that we provide geriatric house calls. Thank you, Rose. Um, So Fox Rehab provides occupational, physical, and speech therapy services to seniors in their homes. Um, We uh, provide these services under the Medicare Part B model, which um, allows for clinicians to provide an extended amount of care to their patient when medically justified, uh, which allows us to really treat the patient until they are at their uh, physiologic and functional uh, best, uh, to keep them in their home for as long as possible safely, um, and to provide them with the highest quality of care that they're able to achieve. Uh, We currently are in, I believe, 26 states. Uh, We just celebrated our 25-year anniversary. And I've been with the company a little over 19 years. Um, one of the unique uh, things about Fox Rehab and what I think sets it apart is that we only treat the, the senior citizen, the geriatric client, and we treat them in their homes. Um, it's very important for seniors to be treated in their homes because when they go to an outpatient facility, a clinician really can't get a sense of how they're living. Seeing a person stand up out of a chair with arms in a waiting room is much different than seeing how a patient stands up from their couch that they got as a wedding present in 1950 that is low to the ground and the cushions have no, you know, no fluff. Um, like Rebecca, um, you know, we take into account the house, the apartment, wherever they're living, because that's part of the care we provide. Um, we're not only assessing the uh, client, the patient, but we're assessing uh, the home environment. We are assessing the care that they get from companies such as Olive. Um, uh, do we recommend that the person have, uh, home, uh, uh, you know, caregiver services? If they have home, uh, caregiver services, do we think they need more hours? Um, we work with Olive, um, to try to get the patients to be compliant with their home exercise program and to review safety things, um, with Robin's caregivers. Uh, so we work hand in hand with with Olive. Unfortunately, Olive isn't in 26 uh, states, but uh, we work with uh, companies like uh, Olive throughout uh, our our treatment footprint, as we call it. I love it. Now, one question that I feel I get a lot from patients is, you know, how can you help me at home? Like, what are our sessions going to look like? 
And I know every session varies greatly between session to session, patient to patient, but could you provide a little bit of insight of what a session with a Fox clinician could look like? Well, I think it probably looks a little different with uh, each patient and with each clinician. Um, Generally, when I come into a home, uh, as soon as I am uh, looking at the patient, I am assessing the patient and the work begins. Um, I always take vital signs. Um, Every once in a while, um, I will find a patient whose blood pressure is very high or very low, and that is deserving of a, a conversation with the primary care physician. Uh, who often uh, will make adjustments to their medications right there on the spot. Uh, We start with an exercise program, uh, usually starting off very simple and progressing from there to, you know, as high as they can go, incorporating not only strength, uh, legs and core, but also a lot of balance and walking activities and it, you know, it, it's all uh, individual. Uh, many of our patients are fortunate in that they have the capacity to get better, uh, stronger, um, and uh, have functional improvements. And then there are times where we get uh, patients that are really kind of plateauing down, uh, where the Diagnosis is, um, uh, let's say, Lewy body's uh, dementia, for example, um, and the family. Uh, it really, sometimes we it seems like we're treating the family more than the patient because what is needed most is that caregiver training component, where the the, the spouse just really has no idea about the the diagnosis what to expect, how to best manage it at the home if the goal is to keep that person in the home for as long as possible. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to work with our clients. I see uh, uh, heroics on a daily basis, the way uh, people who have been married for 60, 65 years refuse to give up and, and care for their loved one. Um, you know, I, I watch 80, 85-year-old women transferring their husbands uh, as if they were a skilled clinician. Um, so it's, it's it's quite an awesome experience if, you, uh, if you're fortunate enough to, to see it. Beautifully said, Glenn. I really appreciate how you're able to convey those experiences that we often see in the field, especially in the face of progressive and degenerative illnesses. I think sometimes when people hear rehab, they think, you know, it's only if they have a full chance to get better. But I think some of the most meaningful work that we do is in helping people find meaning and hope in where they currently are in the face of whatever diagnosis is in front of them. I think this is a good place for us to change course a little bit. Adam, would you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the sponsor of this episode? Rose, I would love to. This episode of JDS Together We Make an Impact was made possible by our sponsor, the Jewish Community Foundation. We thank you for your commitment to making an impact in the disability community. So I think now is going to be a fun time for us to jump into our case studies. I promise you guys, it's not going to be like school, but I think it's going to be really helpful for our listeners to understand how each of our companies can 
hop in and help out in these different situations. Um, so say for the first one, we have this situation that you see your loved one and maybe they had a recent fall and it wasn't that bad, or you're noticing that they're more unsteady on their feet as they're walking around, but you want to do something that'll help them to, you know, God forbid, prevent that terrible fall that could lead to a broken hip or something more tragic. Um, how, let's start with Robin. Let's go with the same order that we've been to. And uh, maybe you can just shed some light on what we can do for that community member. So as far as with somebody who is a potential fall risk or has had a fall, uh, first and foremost, with an older adult that falls, I always want to suggest that 911 is called. Um, I think too many times people and their families feel like they can handle it. And it could be something more than just a, a fall um, where they, you know, they could have broken a bone. And, and with frail elderly people, there can be at times more that has occurred than just what is initially thought of. Um, but from that point, I, you know, we as home care would come into the home, have a nurse do a comprehensive assessment. They also do an assessment of the home as well. You know, if, if somebody has injured their leg or, or potentially is a fall risk, that would be, for instance, when we would get in touch with Rebecca um, to help to make sure that the, the, the grab bars, the, the items in place um, have been put in place to ensure that there won't be any more falls. And um, we then will bring a caregiver, a certified home health aide who is certified through the Board of Nursing that has been trained to help take care of an individual and ensure that that person doesn't fall. Now, that does not mean that the individual won't go out. They can go out. They can go to dinner. They can go to lunch. They can. The caregiver can take them different places. They can live their life, but it's just having that extra protection and, and precaution by having that certified home health aid and ensure that they don't um, have a fall again. And then of course, working with Glenn, as, as he had mentioned, we do a lot of, you know, a lot of our home health aides are learning through someone as wonderful as Glenn and how he's with so many of our clients. And it's really beneficial that we kind of all team up. It's not just as though we're each going into the home solo or in our own silos. We actually have conversations about the clients so we can make sure that together we enhance their lives and make sure that the resources that have been put in place are, are accurate. So, you know, if, if we have somebody who has fell one time, but then, you know, and Glenn is in the home and he's realizing, wow, they're falling a lot more, he'll then notify me. And then in the same you know, he may notify Rebecca and say, we need something else put in the bedroom. So it's not, we're not just working alone. We're all working together to make, to ensure that this individual stays well. Robin, I feel like you did such a fabulous job tying that all together. I think I'm just going to leave it open to Rebecca or Glenn. Do you have anything that you guys want to add to that example? Yeah, I mean, I just totally echo what Robin's saying. I myself know Fox and Aleph both very well. I've worked um, with members on all different teams of Fox and Aleph, um, even had the pleasure of going to their day center, which is um, amazing as well. Um, I think that it is, I feel like it's my job and all of our jobs, clearly we're all passionate, to give that holistic type of care. So usually if someone is falling once or twice, there's usually a lot more going on and a lot of people to involve. So I think, you know, having, you know, the therapist in the home, having a caregiver or someone to help them, whether it's isolation or to help them to do their daily activities, coupled with, uh, you know, a real deep look into the environment um, with the understanding of someone with, you know, a home safety background, I think all of those things um, together will ensure that, you know, 
they are as safe at home as possible and will prevent the fall. It's not just one of us. It's all of us working together and really being that network of resources, of trusted resources for the clients. Awesome. Glenn, I'm going to pass it off to you. And I just have a gut feeling that somehow therabands are going to be mentioned in this part of the conversation. <laughs> I, I could I could, I could, could throw therabands in there. Uh, sure. Um, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to, Talk about Fox's um, overall principle towards therapy, which is we uh, practice a proactive approach. Uh, we want physicians, nurses, uh, home care agencies, anybody who is involved with that senior client to be able to recognize some of the subtle signs that might lead to a fall, such as leg weakness, right? If a person is struggling to stand up out of a chair, that's a sign of leg weakness. And weakness is one of the um, most common reasons why people fall. So Fox would prefer to get in there and treat the patient, strengthen them, improve their balance before the fall happens. Um, Robin, um, her agency had just made a referral to Fox Rehab, and I'm fortunate enough to treat this 98-year-old gentleman who lives with his 91-year-old wife. And um, through the course of working with him, he's an incredible man. He got much, much better. They were sad because they felt like they no longer needed the caregiver that, that Olive had provided. And they, they literally were talking with me, well, it only costs this much. Maybe we'll keep her just so you know we could have that social aspect. So uh, there are some really wonderful caregivers out there uh, that the patients and the families come to uh, not only rely on and enjoy spending time with, but uh, you know, they, they almost become part of the family. Um, as a uh, physical therapist that carries his office on his back, I do choose to use uh, TheraBand uh, as opposed to uh, cuff weights, let's say. Uh, so I like to use TheraBand. Uh, I like the uh, continuous loop TheraBands that are out there these days. Uh, they're only $15, uh, so often uh, I would advise my patients to uh, get them on Amazon, and uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to work with. There's a, a ton of different activities that uh, they can do with them. I feel like Amazon is a saving grace these days for a lot of our older adult community members. One quick thing that I want to mention before I pass this off to Adam is that there's a lot of really great evidence-based assessments that we use in rehab, such as the four-stage balance test, which really um, accurately predicts the likelihood of a fall. Um, so even if a fall hasn't occurred and you might just be nervous, that those proactive tools are out there to help us support them. Thank you, guys. You all passed the case study with flying colors. Uh, we're going to do one more just to give a different bit of an angle for our listeners. Adam, all you. Thanks, Rose. So, everybody, while mobility is often a focal point within the older adult population and a lot of what we've been talking about, I'd love to hear everyone's best practices related to those experiencing memory or cognition issues. Um, personally speaking, Glenn, I know you had mentioned Louis Body. That's something that my grandfather had uh, been diagnosed with and experienced towards the end of his life. Uh, my father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis over 20 years ago, and, and we work as a family on, on those cognition issues. So I was wondering what all of your experiences have been um, in this space. And Glenn, if you would like to start. 
Sure. Um, thanks for for sharing uh, about your, your family. I, uh, you know, as a, I, I've been a therapist for 25 years, I've been working with Fox Rehab for 19. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, treated a lot of patients with uh, various forms of dementia. Uh, my mother uh, just passed away a few months ago. In the last couple of months, she she had a lot of memory decline as well. Um, um, it's a complicated, uh, complex issue. Uh, a lot of patients are in denial about what their deficits are. Um, I uh, like to approach it. Um, um, I, I, I personally have a five uh, percent uh, principle. I try to do twenty things that each help five percent. Um, and if uh, some of those five percent are stick, then then we've made some progress. So uh, for people with dementia, I think uh, there's a lot of technology out there that is actually dementia friendly. Uh, there are pill boxes that will call a patient's name and say it's time to take your medicine, and then the family member will get a notice on their app saying, you know, mom just took her medicine. Um, obviously, all the Life alert type products, uh, call bells, cameras, uh, things of that nature. I'm sure Rebecca could speak a, a lot about all of that stuff. Um, you really do need a comprehensive approach to keep a person with dementia in their home safely. And I just as much uh, focusing on the patient is focusing on the caregiver uh, because the frustration, fear, anger are some of the more, you know, common uh, emotions that the loved ones deal with. Um, you know, the, the person with the dementia usually has a, a less stressful uh, status than the, than the caregiver. So it's important to really treat that caregiver. Um, you know, you, you may be uh, got the prescription from the physician to treat Mr. Smith, but uh, Mrs. Smith needs just as much uh, attention. There are a lot of ways that I've seen patients with dementia have beautiful experiences after we help provide those caregivers with the tools they need. Um, you know, being able to set their mom and da or dad up in a room where they have their favorite music and maybe they start watching the grandkids or the nieces and nephews. So dementia is a big, scary thing, but it is not always as dark and depressing as it seems. And I want to make sure that we put that out into the universe. Certainly. One of the common threads between, I think, every one of our episodes has been a conversation about caretaker, caretaker fatigue and making sure that we're aware of our caretakers, because they certainly play such a role in ensuring that our loved ones have a meaningful existence um, and, and are respected and loved and cared after. Glenn, I love that you provided examples of ways that we can kind of navigate pieces of this that really feel accessible and attainable. I, I know oftentimes in the, in the space that we're all working in, we hear from individuals when they're at their breaking point, right? It's really hard for people to have foresight five months in advance to say, we need to start preparing, or maybe it's just too overwhelming, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Uh, so knowing that the things that we already have in our home could really work towards our benefit and our advantage, I think we're wonderful, beautiful examples. I, I really appreciate that. Rebecca, I saw you nodding quite a bit and looking like you wanted to maybe get into this conversation. No, I mean, I just think that uh, Glenn is very articulate and kind of 
you know, so much of his sentiment is how I feel. And I'm glad that he's, he's out there, um, you know, with patients and their families and Glenn, I'm sorry about, um, your mother passing and Adam, you know, what your family I'm sure, uh, goes through with your father, but sounds like he's lucky to have you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, being a, an acute care therapist for so long, I always saw dementia as kind of, uh, you know, it existed with whatever brought them into the hospital acutely. But now having been in the home space for the past five years and really seeing how it affects everyone, the caregivers, um, daily lives, and specifically frontotemporal dementia, which I know now has kind of come to the forefront. Um, but I think that I didn't even think of home modifications as so much a part of dementia. You know, you think of it more with mobility issues, like you said, after someone maybe has a stroke or um, gets into an accident. But there are so many evidence-based um, studies out there about therapy and, you know, sensory environment and modifying the home to um, make someone calmer and happier. And if they can have a safe, accessible space, kind of with what Rose was saying, with, you know, pictures or music um, and with the proper care and someone who understands, um, you know, what they're going through, then you could really keep them safer and happier with those modifications or with the therapy. Um, and there's a lot that could really help them to live, um, you know, longer and happier. Something that I just want to jump into, some of my favorite home modifications for dementia come from the cognitive disabilities model. And what that means is there's certain stages. We don't need a whole lecture on that here, but sometimes even just masquerading the door to outside or putting a stop sign there can stop someone from wandering or things such as, you know, cutting off the gas line to the stove so they can still live at home and make basic meals and snacks, you know, without a risk of a fire can help keep someone in the community longer. Yeah. Or a stove shut off, like a jukebox we sell, like the, you know, the sto automatic stove shut offs or the automatic, you know, you make sure that the shower is, doesn't get too hot. So they could still do these things with some dignity. And it's not like you can't cook, you can shower because you might forget to shut it off. You can cook and then have a device that automatically shuts it off or like Glenn was saying, alerts your family if something is wrong. I do think there's, we often get calls from individual children or relatives of, of, of an older adult that will say, I don't know if, I don't know if they have dementia or if it's just the typical old age forgetfulness. I don't know if, and so my recommendation is always to have them assessed um, by somebody, you know, whether a physician that, that has some form of mechanism, whether it's a neurologist or, or whatnot, that they can actually do a comprehensive evaluation as to what, what is going on. Um, because there's, there's the tactics that you could say, okay, did they forget where they parked or did they forget that they drove to the mall? Those are two separate issues. You know, a lot of us forget where we park um, I do it daily at the JCC and, um, I could be walking around the parking lot, but I know that I drove to the Tracy C. Now, is it that there could be somebody who doesn't remember that they even drove or that they thought they drove, but they didn't drive? So those there's different techniques to, to know. And I think a lot of, as Glenn put it, a lot of this is, is working with the families because the families are the ones who become a little bit more heightened and anxious. And it's always better to try to get ahead of it before it gets ahead of you. And so if they can get the assessments, if they can get the right caregivers in, oftentimes 
we can come in and have the nurse do an assessment. And we have certified home health aides, as I had stated, they're trained on various forms of dementia. Um, when, when people bring caregivers that aren't trained, that's a different story because the one thing that I've learned with individuals with any form of dementia is that disagreeing with them and yelling at them and saying, you remember this, I know you remember, it doesn't work. We have to be patient and learn the techniques so that we, we really make them calm and, and help them across the board within their home. We, they want to remember their home. That's what they do remember. And so if we can keep home longer by having the physical therapy, by having the, the modifications, it's ideal for somebody because that's their calm. Their home is their calm. That's their happy and, and place that they will remember. They'll remember the carpet. They'll remember the couch that they've had for 50 years. Those are the things that give them calm. So um, I do think it's always best to get ahead of it for the families. And also to remember, um, as Glenn also said, the caregivers are exhausted. The people that are taking care of these individuals are tired. That is why there are day centers. Our day center, for instance, we have some, like I said, some individuals who don't have cognitive impairments and some that do. Those that have cognitive impairments are, are together and they, those families love that they can drop off their relative for a couple of hours and go and run errands or go work out and, or go get their physical therapy, you know, do what they have to do for themselves because they need that. So we have to remember also, this is, this is much larger than just caring for the individual themselves. It is about caring for a whole family and making sure people do not get burnt out because it is exhausting. It truly is, Robin. I, I can't thank you, Rebecca, Glenn, enough for being here today, sharing what it is that your companies do for our community and giving us all a little bit of an insight into the world of the older adult population. I'm wondering as we wrap up here today, if each of you might be able to give a little little word of uh, advice or a bit of wisdom from your space. Maybe there's a, a recommendation that you feel like you've been giving most recently to lots of folks. Um, but I'd love to hear just one little last take from each of you on what it is that, that you really are proud of or what you're doing in your space. And if you might be able to share with our listeners how someone could reach out to, to inquire about your services so that we can include that in our show notes. We'd love that. Um, We'll go down our, our order again. So Robin, Rebecca, then Glenn, please. I just want everybody to know that you're not alone. We are here to help. You're never alone. Our community is so wonderful and so strong, and we can certainly help in any way, shape, or form, whether it's home care, socialization, getting to the right physical therapist, getting the right modifications, ensuring that, you are, you're not, that your relative is not lonely, making sure they see the right doctor, just in just making sure as a team, as a family, we're all we're all here together to make it better um, and make the aging process ex more exciting. There are exciting parts of aging. There are a, there's a lot of living to be done, and um, there's no reason why older adults can't live their best life and live life to the fullest. And I truly believe, as I said at the very beginning, they paved the way for us. Now it's our turn to make their lives even better. And um, for Olive Home Care, you can reach us and Day Center. You can reach us at 856-685-5700. And that's Aleph, A-L-E-P-H-S-N-J dot org. And then for the Older Adult Resource Connection, it's a little bit longer of a name, but um, it's 856-751-4788, extension 2003. And that's Older Arc, A-R-C, at jfedsnj.org. Thank you to everybody. Thank you both Glenn and Rebecca for, for doing this with me too, because this was great. And it was wonderful seeing both of you again, Rose and Adam too. Of course. Um, Rebecca, 
if you could share with us a little bit of wisdom and how we can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, so, you know, obviously echoing what Robin says about not being alone and, you know, all of us working together, grateful for all, all of you and thank you for bringing us on and bringing us together. Um, and I would also just say one thing, um, you know, lately I've been telling clients or families if they're overwhelmed, which, you know, most of them are, sometimes they don't know where to begin. Ooh, they don't know where to begin um, in their home, you know, with modifications. They're like, I have all of these rooms. And I always say, you know, just start small. You know, look at the rooms that maybe yourself or your family member are in most of the time. You know, maybe start there. Maybe it's just, you know, uh, decluttering one little area or making one chair easier or more accessible, you know, their favorite chair, um, you know, finding out where are they maybe falling most in the house? Where were they most like, likely to be? So kind of just, you know, kind of narrowing the playing field and just starting small. Um, and then you'll kind of feel like you're getting somewhere or just looking at lighting, you know, that one thing can make a huge difference. So that's my little wisdom is that it doesn't always have to be huge to make um, a large impact. Um, and we are currently in about eight states with OTs um, with boots on the ground, but we um, are national virtually. We could do virtual assessments. Um, they can get in contact by calling our main number, which is 212 321 5113. Again, that's 212 321 5113. And our website is jukebox, J U K E B O X health.com, um, kind of reminiscent of the old days and kind of like a jukebox. You can pick and individualize what works for you. Um, and then uh, if someone wants to talk directly to me or ask me any questions, I'm always happy to help. And it's Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-A, one C. I don't know what my mom was thinking, um, at jukeboxhealth.com. Um, and like Rose said, there's lots of different products. It's organized by room and even by diagnosis. And we have a blog and, you know, any questions um, related to your family members or yourself, we're happy to help. So again, thank you for having me. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here and providing such accessible resources to our community and, and to our listeners. Glenn, last but certainly not least, I'd like you to bring it on home here. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Um, you know, words of wisdom, um, you know, for, for, the, for the senior uh, person that might be listening to this podcast, uh, if they're not uh, doing the things that they had hoped they'd be able to do at the age that they're at, uh, I would say to, to not give up, that there is always uh, some way to make some improvement. And if you could make a little improvement, then you could build upon that. And it's uh, you know small progress over time uh, often leads to uh, big successes. Um, and if you're an adult child, uh, looking after your, your parents and uh, you want them to stay in their home for as long as possible. Uh, as Robin had said, you've got a tremendous community uh, around here and uh, just start reaching out to your resources and getting the things uh, in place that, uh, that your mom or dad uh, might need to keep them as happy as possible for as long as possible. Um, Fox Rehab uh, can be reached at foxrehab.org or at 
3422. Glenn, thank you so much. Rebecca, Robin, we truly appreciate you being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Jewish Disability Services Together We Make an Impact podcast. We hope you'll continue to follow our conversations. And once again, this episode was brought to you by the Jewish Community Foundation. We again thank you for your commitment to making impact in the disability community.